Hi above the beautiful Buckhead district of Atlanta. This is Dana Bevan, your personal transgender scientist. Today we have breaking news. No, you won't hear about it on Wolf Blitzer or Rachel Maddow or the nightly news, but you will find out about it here. Last time I talked about the four factors involved in being transgender. The first factor was genetic gender behavior predisposition. You might remember that I wished for a full genome scan study and the development of an inheritance model based on twin studies. Well, I just got both my wishes fulfilled, just in time for my birthday. In the past two weeks, scientists released two new research studies that have confirmed what we knew before and significantly advanced our knowledge. You no longer have to take just my word for the existence of genetic gender behavior predisposition. The first new study was a full DNA genome scan for being transgender. It confirmed previous DNA marker studies and found 20 genes or gene features on the DNA that correlate with being transgender. The other new paper was a review article by a world-class geneticist group confirming a genetic factor for being transgender. They proposed a plausible inheritance model, which has been validated on other phenomena. Back in 2011, I presented a paper at a meeting of the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, or WPATH. WPATH is an international organization which has published updated guidelines for treating transgender people for the past 40 years. I had submitted a paper abstract suggesting a genetic factor for being transgender. My paper topic prompted two researchers to look back on their records for genetic involvement in transgender patients. The two showed up to present their results in my paper session. Since I gave that presentation at WPATH in 2011, there have been additional studies of identical twins, mostly by a clinical psychologist and not by geneticists or other scientists. I reported the results last time of the largest studies, which indicated that approximately 50% of the time, if one twin was transgender, then the other one be, would be as well. I also told you about the science involved in trying to find features on the DNA molecule or genetic markers that correlated with being transgender. In the past, there have been a few attempts to find DNA markers for being transgender, which were somewhat successful, but they failed to look across the entire DNA molecule or genome. Because of limited resources, they had to guess where to look on the DNA molecule. The Vanderbilt team effort I mentioned in the last podcast sought to perform a full genome scan to identify all of the genetic markers they could find, and they have already collected genetic samples from thousands of transgender and non-transgender people to use in the study. Uh, but they got shot down by the current administration at the National Institutes of Health. So here are the details of the new studies. The first research paper was a total surprise. Although the Vanderbilt group proposal was widely publicized, this paper was totally under the radar. It was from right down Interstate 20 for me at the Medical College of Georgia in Augusta. And it provides a first look at a full DNA genome scan for being transgender. Although the number of transgender participants is relatively modest, about 15 female to male and 16 male to female, the results show that there are about 20 genetic markers or features involved. Dr. John Thiessen reported the results in a recent presentation at the Society for Reproductive Investigation. 
the researchers were able to scan 98% of the DNA molecule. The identified genes include those believed responsible for some neurological pathways and for hormonal metabolism. There are also 11 single chemical variants which have an unknown function. Although they plan to continue their study in terms of numbers of subjects and more detailed analysis, this preliminary report constitutes an empirical proof of the existence of DNA features that correlate with being transgender. I look forward to the progress of this investigation, but the results are clear. There is a genetic basis for being transgender, and now we know where to look. The second paper published in the journal Behavioral Genetics was from a group of 13 prominent international geneticists and scientists from the Vanderbilt Initiative. In this paper, they examined the available twin studies on being transgender. The first author of this paper was Tinka Polderman of the Netherlands. Her group concluded that being transgender involved multiple genes, which, as I pointed out in the first podcast, is typical for complicated behavior and other phenomena. They proposed a genetic model in which each gene contributes a little to the effect instead of it having a single gene. This type of inheritance model is called a polygenetic threshold model. The poly part comes from the involvement of many genes, and the threshold part means that if enough genes contribute, it puts a trait or behavior over a threshold and it appears. They're not saying that each gene contributes equally, but overall this type of model seems to describe the inheritance reports pretty well. Their review article looks and smells like a nice introduction for a grant proposal. Uh, I should know, I write research proposals and papers for a living. That probably was what I was because their recommendation was to do a full genome scan to look for evidence for their polygenetic threshold model. You may have been exposed to a single gene model in high school relating dominant and recessive genes. The big name there was Mendel, a Czech monk. He demonstrated his single gene inheritance model on pea plants. Their color and anatomy traits were bred by him to demonstrate the model. But this international group of scientists proposed that unlike the single gene model, their polygenetic threshold model, uh, each gene involved in the trait contributes a little until the threshold is reached and the predisposition is revealed. In this kind of model, the probability of a close relative sibling or offspring being transgender starts out low, but increases in the number of relatives. I'm a volunteer teacher in an LGBT affirming school, and one day I just sat and listened as the students, mostly transgender, as they sat around their work table and talked to each other without teacher involvement. Several of them reported that their father, mother, or even grandfather had been transgender. This squares in my experience talking to other transgender people, but the inheritance relationships were elusive. I've tried several times in vain to build family trees for transgender people, hoping to find a clear pattern. I once tried to relate one transgender person to his cousin, who was also transgender, but it turned out their genealogy quickly led me, me to Japanese records. I'm a passable genealogist, but I don't understand Japanese or know how to trace family trees there. The polygenetic threshold model would explain all these incidental reports of relatives also being transgender. It explains the observed co-occurrence of relatives both being transgender but not easily traced through family trees, as a single gene inheritance might be. 
The Polderman group argues that increased in the awareness of biological diversity underlying being transgender is relevant for increasing human rights protections. I hope they are right about that. But scientific knowledge can also be used improperly. Take the case of scientific knowledge of nuclear physics. They can be used to build a bomb or they can be used for peaceful purposes. I should hasten to add that one anti-transgender advocate has already suggested that being transgender is like a nu nuclear bomb on society. Now that we have good evidence that being transgender is biological, he may be right in terms of societal change, but you cannot fight mother nature forever. In the case of knowing which genes are involved, it opens up the possibilities of genetic testing and genetic therapies that society might consider unethical. Surprisingly, we already have some protection in the healthcare and employment areas in the United States under the Genetic Non-Discrimination Act of passed by the U.S. Congress in 2008, but more protective legislation will be necessary if the genes underlying being transgender are conclusively understood. Society with the guidance of ethical authorities will need to determine how to use this science. So the critics of being transgender are wrong. There is a biological genetic basis for transgender behavior and transgender genetic predisposition. We need to use this information in a positive way. You can find hyperlinks to these two studies at my blog on www.tgforum.com and more information in my three transgender science books who are written under the names Dana and Thomas Bevan. My latest book for general audiences is titled Being Transgender. My next podcast, I plan to present more evidence of a biological factor and genetic gender predisposition in transgender behavior.